Welcome to the Artist Work Ethic Podcast. I'm Mike Pilak. I'm a screenwriter and filmmaker who's always looking to maximize my time and potential as I work to break in. In this podcast, I talk to artists of all kinds who have seen success in their fields about their process, habits, and work ethic. Today on the show is John August. John's a screenwriter known for writing Go, Big Fish, Charlie's Angels, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Corpse Bride, Frankenweenie, and Aladdin. He's also written the Arlo Finch series of novels, created apps, games, and is the co-host of the screenwriting podcast Script Notes. John's the recipient of the Writers Guild's Valentine Davis Award and has been nominated for a BAFTA and a Grammy. All right, John, thank you for coming on with me today. Absolute pleasure. You're best known as a screenwriter, but you do a ton of other things in addition. You know, you make apps, games, you've written novels, you have your successful podcast, you've even commissioned a font. What's driven you to expand your horizons like you have, even with your already successful career in screenwriting? Well, I think a lot of people in the arts are fundamentally curious. They want to know how things work, um, how stuff sort of all fits together. And I've always been the kind of person who takes apart the toaster, puts it back together, and then like wants to build a bunch more toasters. And so when it came time for writing screenplays and learning how to do that, or learning how to make apps or build a font, I'm always just sort of curious how they work and then try to do it myself. Yeah. So it's that it's the curiosity that drives you. And it sounds like a new challenge too. Absolutely. I mean, one of the challenges of, you know, when you get good at a thing, when you get a lot of experience doing something like screenwriting, there's still some challenges, but it's not new anymore. And so it's always important to find things that are new and are difficult the way that all things are difficult when you're a beginner. Going back to your your early days, when you were first working to break in, what did your work ethic look like at that point? Both, I would say, from a craft and a business perspective. Before I was writing screenplays, I was trying to read a bunch of screenplays. And that's really the best education is to see what the words look like on the page before they become the movies that you've seen. So this was a pre-internet time. So I was going to the script library at USC and just checking out two or three scripts at a time of the classic movies that I'd seen and really seeing like what were the words on the page. And that really is kind of true for any endeavor you're going to start in is really figuring out how do you, what does this look like before it's finished? And what is the process that people are going through to get to a place? And so for screenplays, I was just reading a bunch of screenplays. And then as I was writing, I was trying to say, I was trying to hold myself up to the standards of what I was reading. And when you start out at a project as a, a new career or a new sort of skill for you, you have some taste, but you don't actually have the skills to get there. And you're, you're constantly trying to get your own skills up to the level of what you're reading. And eventually what I was writing was good enough that I could share with other people and I would get the good feedback. And it became a sort of virtuous cycle that I would want to write to impress the folks who are reading it and my writing did improve. How do you structure your day today to stay as productive as possible? Well, every day as I sit down for breakfast, I have this list called my sort of it's like my quest log. It's a sheet of paper that's folded into quarters and it says today is blank. And so today is Monday. And then it's just a, a bunch of empty check boxes of like things I want to get done today. And this will be the stuff that actually has to get done. This is the thing I need to write today. This is a scene I need to write, but also the things I want to get done today. I try to approach it this way. So it's all not just a 
a list of chores and drudgery. It's like things I actually want to accomplish. Like I want to watch um, what we do in the shadows. I want to watch the most recent episode of that. So I'll put that on the list because if it's not on the list, I will tend to forget about it and it won't feel, it'll slip my mind. And so by having a list of things that I have to do and want to do together, I will get more of those things done. I'm a huge list person and I do a daily list and a weekly list and a monthly list and I'm a bit obsessive with lists, but I I don't think there's anything better than the satisfaction of crossing something off your list Mm -hmm. and and just knowing that you got a a thing accomplished, whatever whatever that might be, little or big, it's just a, a driving in that forward direction that just, you know, propels you onto the next one. Well, that sounds very much like a getting things done kind of philosophy, which is that, you know, you have, your list should be stuff that you can actually achieve. It's stuff that I can actually get done in the course of a day. So I'm not going to put something on there like, you know, write five chapters because I can't write five chapters. I can, I can write a chapter. I can work on one thing. So it's always a list of kind of next actions. So I know you use writing sprints at times and how else do you push productivity out of yourself when you're having a day where you're just kind of not really feeling it. Yeah. So a writing sprint is just, if I'm giving myself, I'm setting a timer and say for the next 60 minutes, I'm just focusing on writing this one thing and I won't get up from the desk until that's done. That is helpful for me, but there's also days when it's just hard to get stuff going and connected. And I always try to give myself some grace there and think about what else can I do that is helpful in this space. So for an example, there's a pitch I'm working on right now and there's stuff to be written, but it's more I, I don't even kind of know what to write because I'm still gathering the ideas together. And so I had a half an hour today, which I was just Googling images related to the thing that I was, I was planning to, to write. And this will probably ultimately go into the slide deck, but even if they don't, it's a kind of research and conditioning. I was just sort of getting my brain ready to be excited about this project. Anyone in a creative field has definitely received their share of no's. I have, I'm sure you have, anyone listening has in any of those, you know, arts. What do you tell yourself to take that no and drive on anyway, or alternatively to take that no and and find something positive in it and flip it to keep propelling you? Uh, Here's an example just from last night. We went out to a restaurant and it was a a vegan Mexican restaurant that we like a lot. And I was going to order a drink. I was like, you know what? I'm really curious about mezcal. I, I don't know if I like mezcal. I'll get like the mezcal sampler flight. And so I could think with these three glasses of, of mezcal, these three little short little like shot glasses. And I like tequila, so I should like mezcal. And uh, the first one tasted like jet fuel. And the second one tasted like some sort of, you know, melting credit card. Or the third, third one was like the most promising, but it was kind of a cross between like seawater and like uh, turpentine. I just, I just don't like mezcal, it turns out. Like it's not a, it's not a taste that I have. You can say like, oh, that was a, I wasted money. That was a bad experience, but I really did learn something from that. I learned what I don't like and I learned what doesn't work. And so if I'm getting a no on a project, an idea, if someone's passing on a pitch, if something just doesn't work, well, I learned something from that. And so hopefully I can either refine this project to make it more palatable to the next person, or I learned like, that's not a thing that's going to work. And uh, I don't have to sort of keep pushing along that, that path. Um, I think everyone has different definitions of success, you know, whether that's people enjoying and consuming your art, financial, et cetera, et cetera. What in your work ethic do you think has contributed to the success that you've had? There's 
intrinsic and extrinsic rewards. So the extrinsic rewards are sort of people's recognition. It's the fame, it's, you know, the money, it's, it's sort of, you know, all the outward trappings of success. And those can be useful and helpful. They can get you connections. They can make it much easier to do the next project. So there's nothing wrong with those sort of external rewards. But for me, you know, writing on a daily basis has to have those intrinsic, those internal rewards where I feel really good about what I wrote that day. And that like, oh, that scene actually holds together nicely. Like I was able to do something on the page there that I've never been able to do before or sort of get a lot of work done in a short period of time that I feel really good about. So it's those internal things I think sort of keep you coming back day to day. And so setting yourself up for success on that front is really helpful, which is means not setting unrealistic goals for yourself, really sort of breaking off achievable amounts of work and recognizing sort of how you get stuff done, which is some people are have to be leave it like a nice tidy desk and they have to have everything just be perfect. And other writers really want to stop before they're actually all finished. And so they actually have some raw edges there that they can start within the next day. It's recognizing what works for you and not apologizing for it, but just recognizing that what you might have labeled as bad habits at the start are probably just your habits. And if you recognize what your habits are, you're going to be much happier as an artist. I think what you said about goal setting is super important too, because if, you know, and it goes back to the lists, right? Like if, Mm -hmm. if you're, you can't set a goal to write five chapters in a day because you know, it's, it's not going to get done. Just like, I'm not going to set a goal to write a full feature in a day because it's not going to get done. And if it does, it's not going to be good. Those, you know, measurable and achievable goals for me have definitely been a, a very important part of my work ethic and, and really anything, you know, even if it's, whether it's screenwriting or whether it's something with my kids, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's setting that small reachable goal that just keeps you, I think, in a positive, positive mindset too. Yeah. I think you're discussing your kids and like your kids are learning how to do all sorts of things. They're learning physical skills. They're learning how to read. They're learning how to do stuff out there in the world. And they didn't learn how to read overnight. They, they learned short words, then bigger words, and they fit it all together. And suddenly like it all kind of clicks the same with any athletics is like, you don't suddenly learn how to do the whole sport. You just learn and practice little small skills. And I think whether it's writing or it's other arts, we have this temptation to think like, oh, I can't do this thing because I can't do the full finished version of a thing, but you can do some small part of it. And so learning how to be more comfortable writing certain small things can progress into bigger things. One of the frustrations I've often had about screenwriting is people say like, oh, I could never write a novel, but I could probably write a screenplay. Well, why? I mean, what what makes you assume that it's going to be so much easier? It's because there's less words on the page, I guess. But why don't you try learning how to write a scene and write a hundred scenes, and then you'll sort of get to the place where you could probably write a script. Totally. Is there anything that you want to plug or talk about before we go? One of the things we're working on um, is a follow-up to Writer Emergency Pack. And so Writer Emergency Pack is this little uh, small deck of cards that sort of like prompts for not just ideas, but how to get unstuck when you get stuck. And it feels very relevant to your podcast is that it's it's so easy to sort of paint yourself into corners and get frustrated. And then this little deck is a prompt for like sort of how to get out of those corners you've painted yourself into. Awesome. Well, John, thank you for coming on with me today. Absolutely. A pleasure talking with you, Mike. Thank you so much for listening today. Please subscribe to the Artist Work Ethic Podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and please rate and review the show. Follow us on Instagram at The Artist's Work Ethic and check out theartistsworkethic.com.